Alrighty, welcome in Iowa Hawkeye fans to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. Uh, morale was low a couple weeks ago when we were going to record again in the Purdue game, but we elected not to because that's how bummed out we are. We're at the time, but now I'd say it's probably an all-time like rock bottom low. We got Joey Myers and Austin Myers here, and uh, since we've last recorded, the coronavirus has taken away the best Iowa season from all sports they've had in a long time. Guys, welcome. Welcome to our, what is it, apocalypse? Uh, hell is probably a good description of what's going on right now. Yeah, we're in the bunker right now. Yeah, I, I've spent the last three days just uh, aimlessly staring out a window into a cornfield of emptiness. Um, I'm lost without sports in my life, to be perfectly honest. I thought about reading yesterday, but then I realized that I could sit down and literally read an entire book and not remember one thing that happened, so I'm probably just going to buy the show later today. But I, I don't know. It's like nothing. There's nothing. Like you turn on TV, flip on Sports Center, see some highlights at the end of the day. Nothing there. Like the only thing that of magnitude that can happen, I don't know, have they shut down NFL free agency? I think so. Uh, well, MMA is still going on. Which I don't understand that, how UFC and those guys can continue considering they're probably the most physical. Like, Well, because they just test each individual competitor beforehand, and then if neither of them have corona, they're, I mean, there's not fighting in front of crowds or anything. It's just one-on-one. So I guess if they're both clear, yeah, get in the ring and try and kick the ass, kick each other's asses. But uh, that's a sport that doesn't interest me in the slightest, so it doesn't bring me any joy that that's still going on. Yeah, there's just no chance I'm going to tune in for that. I'll, <laughs> I'll probably just play Fortnite, Apex. I don't know. Options are pretty limited. Plus, everybody's gone for spring break now, so I'll be all alone this week. Yeah, I like me personally, the only thing more important in my life than sports is my family and friends. Outside of that, I would not trade sports for literally anything in the world. I, it, you really find out how much of a loser you are when you lose sports. That's like the only thing any of us have outside of the people that we communicate with. Yeah. You, you know, a uh, thought just hit me here. You know, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, because I don't think we've told anybody, me and Joey are trying to uh, assemble a Hawkeye Tailgate Report softball team for a Iowa City or Coralville League this summer. And if I was a betting man, at this point in time, I would say that the league, which we have not entered yet but are planning on doing, is probably not going to start on time anymore. Um, and I've been looking forward to doing that for some time now. Uh, so that's just another depressing thought that I've just had right now. But, like, okay, so I've heard over the years, because live and die sports, right, that it, and when I'm, like, getting angry over a game or, like, I cried over the 2015 Big Ten title game, people always, say, people always said, oh, it's just a game, Luke. And in my head, I wanted to freak out on them and be like, no, it's not. Because you clearly see, like, the physical presence it has in your day-to-day life, whether your team is playing or not. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would like just to give a big shout-out to Lil Dicky because I have something else to look forward to at least once a week now. I mean, every night it was me coming home, turning on, there was something on, NBA, NCAA basketball, nothing. But now I have one show that I like to watch one night a week, and that, that'll cover me for a while, I guess. But, like, we don't know – the thing about it is, okay, it sucks when, it's like, say, like, the college basketball season ends. Yeah, it sucks every year. But you also know that come next November it's going to start. So, like, particularly for baseball, we, we go to opening day basically every year now. And we had our tickets bought. And just like that, you don't know when opening day is going to be. Like – Ideally, you'd like to see it back before the start of May, but who knows with this because we're kind of in uncharted territory. Um, I wouldn't get your hopes up for the start of May because everything that I've read um, is saying that like anybody that's high-level involved with baseball would be shocked if the season started before May. The good thing is, though, I heard that they're hell-bent on playing all 162 games, whether that means they go into 
uh, November or not. So that might be difficult in Minneapolis. So you're saying the Twins are going to make it far? I'm just saying you. I, I know that you and Luke specifically have very high uh, expectations for this season. Right, 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 rightfully so. so. Yeah, <laughs> rightfully so. I'm just saying, um, if they do make it that far. Um, Playing outdoor baseball in Minneapolis in November may be a challenge. Also, I'd just like to say this. Uh, as a Cubs fan whose team should have performed way, way better than they did in the last several years, going into the season expecting greatness only sets yourself up for failure. So I'm just just saying just be prepared for that because it will hurt less than if you just have the mindset of all year we're going to be great and nothing else can happen because then when you suck, it's very disappointing. That would just be the most Minnesota sports thing of all time, though. <clears throat> Twins have a team that could could make the World Series this year. Definite and, playoff and team. And the season will, will get canceled or something. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll, they'll make the World Series and have to play at a remote location or something stupid like that. And, man, well, today's supposed to be Selection Sunday. I don't know if we included that. The best day of the music. The, well, yeah, the music, but we didn't directly say it. But, like, I... Now we have to wait at least 365 days, and it would have been over 700 days since the last election show when it comes next year. Like, I just can't fathom. I, yeah, um, this is his, history. This is history. 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 It is his history. This is history. No, but, like, I've been starting to collect newspapers from the Telegraph Herald because, I mean, this is... Shout out TH. Oh, competitor newspaper. Luke. Well, yeah, no, they actually own us. Oh, uh, yeah. So they're they're a parent newspaper. They own us just like we own like Nebraska and stuff. Yes. Yeah, but this even like and Minnesota. I'd like to point out, and Iowa State. Really, I mean, yeah. yeah. The list goes on and on. Really. Wisconsin. Well, uh, they cover Wisconsin a little. Yeah, not what we were talking about. Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. That's on me. Hand up. <laughs> but no, it, like this even affects my job. So like, I write for a newspaper. And my boss said, we're probably not going to have a sports section here coming up because everything is canceled for sports. So Luke's going to have to start like a Pornhub column or something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I jokingly said that. I said Pornhub's numbers are going to shoot through the roof. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they already have. Yeah. Well, there's nothing else to watch. You can turn on the news. All they're going to be talking about is the coronavirus. They're... Sadly, today, I mean, it was the right thing to do, but CBS was showing reruns of like two of the last five Big Ten title games, but we all know how those end, so there's no thrill in that. I can already uh, see Luke's newest headline in the paper. It's going to be, uh, this week in Luke's Corner, why Lena Rhodes is setting the industry on its head. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have my first column coming out in two weeks, and it, it, my boss, no right, right when this happened, <laughs> she said... Uh, Luke, go get your first column going and make it how it affects your life without sports. And it took me all of 20 minutes to write because it was just, I was going right from my brain to the paper and it was so easy to write about because this is They allow profanity in the Dyersville commercial. What was that? (laughs) I said they allow profanity in the Dyersville commercial. No, I had to make sure it was clean, but shoot, I'll probably go back and revise it a time or two before it gets published. But yeah, it just... Man, this this sucks. Like, idea. Okay, so another horrible thought is that we're about six months away from the next Iowa sport being played. Yeah, um, that sucks. And also, just uh, like the potential that was there for all Iowa like winter and spring athletics this year has just been wiped off the table. Like, men's basketball had the potential to be like a second weekend team in the tournament. Women's basketball was probably going to be hosting. Men's, just wrestling in general, because there's not a women's, but wrestling was the favorite to win the national championship. Baseball was on the rise. Softball has a new coach in there, and things are exciting. And now all of that is just gone. Like, we don't get to experience what could have been the best spring for Iowa sporting events in, I don't know, the last decade. I feel worse... I mean, sucks for the basketball teams, great seasons, Big Ten players of the years, whatnot. The wrestling team finally getting back to having a chance at a team national title. I mean, that... It wasn't really even just a chance. They were expected to win outside of something, like, crazy happening. Yeah. I does I know, it, like, logistically it'd be hard to move the NCAA tournament, like, push it back or move it to different locations, but... Doesn't it seem like they could have found a place in 
Utah or Montana, where like they a place like well not Utah with like even like uh, West Virginia is the last holdout actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, Montana is just recent, but that's not the point. (laughs) Find a place like in the middle of nowhere with four courts and just play all the games there. Well, there was talk about. uh, I heard somebody said make it a sixteen team tournament, and man, fuck that by the way. That would have blown for Iowa. Because if we missed we it by like four, <laughs> if we would have beaten Illinois, we probably would have made it. Yeah, that would have been really dumb, especially because this year the field is so wide open, or it was so wide open, where there was not like clearly like there were kind of tiers of teams, but there wasn't any one team or even just a couple of teams in the field where you could look at them and be like, I think that this team is far and away better than like the rest of everybody else. The college basketball is just so strange this year that like it could have been a year where an eight seed made a run all the way to the championship. It was so wide open that it really would have sucked if they would have done the mini 16 team because there's so many teams out there that were good enough to probably compete for at least a final four that wouldn't have even gotten an opportunity. And I, I don't know. One of the more disappointing things, aside from not Iowa-related for the NCAA tournament, is that I have been getting into it with Dayton fans this year. Because, I mean, they haven't really beaten anybody. And they're top. They're going to be a one seed. I, I'm not saying they're a bad team. Obi Toppin's a great player. However, I don't think they were making it to the Elite Eight range. Yeah, but I don't I don't like to dog on teams like Dayton when they're having a good year because you know damn well if, and, if Iowa was in a conference like that and playing well, you would be Iowa should be number one. You'd be the I'm not supporter. I'm not dogging on Dayton. I said they're a good team. I hate their fans. I mean, but why? Just because you've picked Twitter fights with them because you don't think they should be ranked that high? It's not their fault that they don't play anybody. They they're yeah, the but team, they act they're the like they're that go that's supposed to like. Go get beat up by big teams every year. Yeah, but they're acting like they have played teams that are worth a crap all year. Yeah, there's really nothing that they can do about no nothing anybody could do about that. However, what I will say is, I think that the uh, the tournament all getting canceled will benefit Garza for his Player of the Year because nobody's gonna see Obi Toppin play. The only the only people that have seen Obi Toppin play are A10 fans. A10 fans. And, I mean, everybody's seen Luca Garza. And you have Dickie V back in Garza, John Rothstein. And, I mean, I think that's going to be big. Because if he, if Obi Toppin had played on March Madness and been on TNT or something like that, everybody would have saw him throwing down these crazy dunks. Which is the only reason yeah. he's in consideration anyway. It, it's that and because uh, Dayton is ranked number three and I was sitting at 25. And it, you see the same thing in, like, major sports, too, with their MVP races. It's supposed to be, like, most valuable player, player of the year, not best player on a good team. And that's another reason that he's being elevated in some people's minds above Garza's, because Dayton's got the higher ranking. And I get that, but at the same point, it's it's individual performance for player of the year. It doesn't matter how your team does. If you look at the numbers, Garza's ahead of him in, like, literally every single statistical category so if you're doing that just based on the individual performance, because that's what the award is supposed to be based on, there's no case for anybody but Garza this year. Yeah, and even if you look at like the team numbers, I think I looked the other night, Iowa, not counting San Diego State, but at like when at the time they played these teams, they have played twelve ranked teams this year, and Dayton had played one. So like don't give me this. The, oh, the A10's having a great year. Yeah, sure, they have like four or five twenty one teams, but they're also playing in the A ten and have pretty weak non-conference schedules and in terms of value the the mvp the value aspect of that you take garza off the hawkeyes i'm sorry they're not even close to a tournament team this year given all the other circumstances i mean it got to the point where we almost took for granted that he was putting up 20 10 and 5 a game it was literally he would like he would have like 14 and 5 in the first half and he'd be like i didn't even like you, d- you didn't even notice that he was having that great of a game. And if it was any other player, you'd be like, oh, my God, this person is taking over. But Garza was so consistent at getting his numbers that he he would get 23, 25, 27 points a game, and it'd just be like a quiet like 20-plus point performance. You wouldn't even realize that's how good he was doing. There was a game about midseason, I think. I, w- I was at it, and I got back in the car. I was listening to postgame. Dolph gave the MV- the or the player of the game – 
to Joe Toussaint, and Toussaint had a good game, but he gave the MVP to uh, Toussaint, and Garza had like something like 23, 12, and four <laughs> blocks. And it just got to the point where he, he's like getting the LeBron treatment. LeBron realistically probably could have won seven of the last nine MVPs, but they just give it to other people because you can't give it to the same person all the time. That's how good Luka Garza is. And uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a dead argument, and that is like – we were talking last night with some of our relatives about how if Luca wins, this is it. I understand the Heisman Trophy is more prestigious, but on the basketball level, this is the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean, the Heisman's way cooler. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I and I mean, no Hawkeyes ever come close to it. Uh, we hadn't had a player win the Big Ten Player of the Year in 52 years or something. It was the first ever, but the award's only been around. Yeah, as for... you said, I think it was our first ever. Yeah, so which is absurd if you think about it. And so, what do we think his prospects are of coming back? Now? He's coming back. I think that it's eighty twenty. It's I I always thought that he was going to come back this year, just simply because of the fact that like you didn't really see his name show up on like draft boards or mock drafts and stuff like that. But now, especially since this season ended without Iowa getting the opportunity to compete for a Big Ten title or in the NCAA tournament, when if like if you've read some of the things that he said or what his dad has said about him like wanting to be there and trying to bring something home for Iowa. That coupled with the fact that you you just don't really see his name like thrown around when they're talking about draft prospects, I would be shocked if he did not come back. And like I understand, his uh, stock will never be this high. Like even next year, if he comes back, he won't win National Player of the Year or Big Ten Player of the Year again. Probably he could win Big Ten. He's a Big Ten. But uh, like his stock will never be higher. So. From that, I can see him going 100% and whatever. If, if you want to, go get your money. But uh, if he, I think he'll be coming back. Here's, here's the way I would look at it if I was Luca. He's either way. If he goes this year or next year, he's not. I don't think he's gonna have a 15-year NBA career where he's like the man. Obviously, well, right. he's. Yeah, not I mean, he's probably Steph not. Curry he's not Kevin even a first. No. I wouldn't say he's a first-round pick this year. I I don't think that he's on like. Any boards yeah, like even, higher than even through the second round. Like I don't think so, that he's like in the draft through like sixty four picks. I would say best case scenario for Luca, he goes to the NBA, maybe like a five to seven year career as a, a nice bench piece. That's my that's my ceiling for Luca. I'd be happy with that. I'm I'm sure he would be. But so he could do that this year, or he could stay next year, be the man, be talked about nationally for another full year. I mean, I don't think money's an issue with his family. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I can't be certain. <laughs> but he could be that guy for another year, everybody know him, and then still go have that five to seven year NBA career. And That's... yeah, and if he does come back next year and he puts up numbers even like remotely close to what he's doing this year, he goes down as the best player in Iowa basketball history. I mean, had he been able to play just the Big Ten tournament and then whatever we got in the NCAA tournament, he probably would have had eight hundred points this season. Like that all he needed it was like four games is all he needed to score 100 points like when we were getting towards the end of it. So he would have had an 800-point season had he been allowed – had basketball been allowed to finish out the season, which is just absurd to think about. Yeah, I mean, he shattered records this season, most points in a season by an Iowa player ever. Uh, he, and honestly, he – I was looking at the numbers, and if he has a season that next year like he did this year, he's going to be Iowa's all-time leading scorer. Yeah. He's – gonna go down as a top three hawkeye of all time i'd say number one if he comes back next year he's automatically number one i mean yeah if he plays like he did this season it'd be almost impossible to make the argument against that i mean he had what like 17 consecutive 20 plus point games he had like seven games against ranked opponents with 20 plus points like consecutively it was just the the role that he got on like from the start of the Big Ten season to the end of the year was just absurd. And that's when he was playing the best competition that there was in the country, night in, night out. And he was making like great bigs, great teams in the Big Ten look foolish. He scored 77 points in two games against Michigan. That's absurd. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I think that regardless whether he comes back or not, I think his number should be flying up there by Gustafson's. Oh, sometime yeah. in the future. If he wins National Player of the Year, there's no reason he shouldn't be up there with Gustafson. Garza Hawkeye Arena? 
That's not going to happen. Garza Gustafson Double Arena. G. Double, Double G Arena. G Squared Arena. Hey. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. I think we could possibly swing something there. I don't know. That doesn't really roll. Or like the name the old field house that. G- the G Squared Center. Nah. That sounds no. a little dirty. <laughs> I just don't like that. I don't know. I, I, I don't think regardless that uh, I was going to be changing the name of any of their athletic facilities because they either get named after like World War II heroes or people that donate a lot of money to the university. Okay. Quick question. There's a... Obviously, a lot of people don't like Carver. I think it's too far away from the students. I think it needs to be closer to campus. There's not a lot of places you could put it. If you could choose any one place to put Carver, it doesn't matter what's there now, where would you put it? Uh, I'd put it somewhere on the east side as close to downtown as possible. Isn't there a relatively big lot next to, like, right behind the Capitol? Hubbard? I don't think it's big enough. Well, you could buy... You'd have, to, you'd have to demolish. Around. You'd have to demolish IMU the IMU. Yeah, you'd have to like tear down would existing. Yeah, would you? I mean, I've, I I personally never used the IMU when I was there, but I also didn't use like any university facilities. But I think that there's a decent number. <laughs> I think there's Particularly a, the library. <laughs> yeah, especially the library. Um, but I do think that there's like a lot of people that use the IMU, and there's like a lot of stuff in there. So there's no chance that they tear that down. So like Iowa would have to make a very significant investment to buy. And this is all me like wishing and hoping, which it's not going to happen. But I think the best location for them would be somewhere on the east side because a problem for getting f- students in particular to the game is that Carver is so far away from where everything all of the dorms are. So it's difficult for just to get students over there. Then the parking situation isn't great, and the bus routes to get over there aren't perfect either. So... In a perfect world, if you're able to build a new stadium and fix all the flaws that Carver has with it as far as fan engagement, and then you can put it in an area where it's going to be more accessible for a greater chunk of the student population, that would enhance the experience a ton for Iowa basketball. And even just at the end of the season, you could see when we started to get on run, the atmosphere was getting considerably better at Carver, but it can still be more than what it is. I have two places where I would like to see it not ever going to happen. <laughs> um, over by where Hancher is right now would be sweet, right on the river. I mean, it's not very far from the dorms either. It's a little far from the west side dorms, but you got Mayflower right across, and then you have like Catlett and Stanley. Yeah, the Those problem are all right there. that location would be like on the floodplain. Yeah, but I mean, Hancher's there. Hancher is above like the thousand year floodplain where they built it. I'm saying it. put it where. I, but Hancher, I said it doesn't matter what's there now. You get to put wherever you want. Oh, so you te- like tear down Hancher? Yeah, I'm not advocating to tear down Hancher. Hancher's a beautiful but in, place. In, in but in your dream scenario, yes, or the you, where they just built that new park behind Big Grove. If, uh, yeah, that would be a sweet wouldn't that be in the floodplain? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. I was but, gonna say 100%. that's as vulnerable as any place. <laughs> but they would. I mean, they would build it up, build it. What about so. like high? Is there any room over there by Highway Six? Like maybe behind Hy-Vee or uh, that's there, too far. That's all, that's yeah. that's worse than where it is now. There there are like these are all dream scenarios that are not going to happen because anywhere that's like on the east side, close to the densely populated areas, you'd have to buy out huge amounts of existing buildings and businesses and then tear them down to put something there. It's not going to happen. Hey, times are tough. We got to live on hypotheticals right now. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, jerk off the dog just to feed the cat. <laughs> okay. Do you guys want to get to some of the stuff we read about, written about, wrote down? The stuff that we wrote on paper. Written. Stuff that we have written. Yeah. Or stuff we have written on paper. Okay, so. Gumbo. Do you want to start with that Hawkeye we were talking about last night? I can't speak on him because I, yeah. Okay, so we were with our cousin. Call me a not true Hawkeye fan. Yeah. Never heard of the guy. (laughs) We were talking with our cousin's husband last night. Shout out, Zach. He, uh. He said that Kenyon Murray is a top five Hawkeye basketball player of all time. I think he backed off that. I think he went top ten. Fine. Either way, I think he's wrong. Yeah, I think he's wrong wrong as well. Uh, he was going based off of points and what was his other thing? Rebounds. Re- no. Assists. No. I don't know. But, like... Austin, what are your thoughts on this? Because Joey and I are on the same bandwagon here. I mean, there's plenty of Hawks you could put above him. That's a little before my time, too. Yeah, I I will agree with Joey on that, that it was before my time, and maybe, you know, it doesn't reflect perfectly on me. 
that I don't know a ton about him, but also I think that speaks to the fact that he would not qualify for me as like in a top five or top ten because like there are guys before my time that I know a lot about and I've heard a bunch about and Kenyon Murray is just he he like he's not from like the old school class of players that like sticks out in my mind and maybe that's bad on me but I also think that it speaks to the fact that he probably should not be elevated to that height in program history as well. Just off the top of my head, uh, Roy Marble, Ronnie Lester, BJ, Aaron White, BJ Armstrong, uh, Greg Stokes, AC Earl, uh, Andre Woolridge. I mean, that's seven right there. I just rattled off in like 10 seconds. And all those old players that we have heard about from great Hawkeye fans that we know, I've never heard his name mentioned. So how can he be in the top 10? That's my thing. Yeah. No disrespect like that, to him either. That, like, forgive me for not having gone back and watched every Iowa mm-hmm. season of all time. That's, that's the reason I don't know him. But I've learned about the greats from Iowa fans that I trust and love. <laughs> And I've never heard them talk about him. I'm not saying he wasn't good. Maybe he was just not that good. <laughs> and you know what? We looked him up. He looks like the one guy off of Fast and Furious. I, I can't I can't think oh, of that. Yeah, man, there's there's only like one guy in that entire no. film franchise. Uh, it's not Ludacris. It's no. not the rock. The other black guy. The uh Roman. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what he looks What's like. What's his name? I don't know. No. Well, I've never seen any of those movies. I just Light went off my head. I've never watched the whole Fast and Furious. Roast me. Um, Not much of a oh, movie Tyrese you know Gibson. That. I didn't know that was his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. So So he went on to have a great acting career under the <laughs> alias Tyrese Gibson. And now he's got two sons that are going to be playing for Iowa next year. Yeah, which brings us to the next thing. Starting five for next year? Correct. Um, Joey, would you like to start? Yeah. This, this was another hot topic last night. This was another thing because... First of all, you had to decide if you thought Garza was coming back or not. I personally, as you heard earlier, believe he is. So I would go, oh, man. And honestly, when we were doing this last night, I forgot about Wheezy. <laughs> That's fair. Because so, he kind of <clears throat> did disappear at the end of the season. But. So, but I have faith that he can rebound. He should. I mean. uh, okay, so you're going to have Garza at the five. I think you have to play Nunji. I know they're going to have Ogundale, but I don't think he's going to start as a true freshman. But I don't think he's going to redshirt either because we're going to need him. So you're going to have Garza, Nunji, Wheezy, CJ, Connor. I don't think J-Bo's starting next year. Wow, okay. Um, I have the same starting five as you, except I think that Bohannon's starting over Connor. It's a good problem that we're going to have next year because we're going to have a lot of quality depth. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think that you can't start Connor after what we've seen from him this season. Then maybe, especially since uh, Nunji has sat out essentially two consecutive seasons with a red shirt and then him tearing his ACL in the first game of the season, maybe Connor starts in place of Nunji because he's played a lot of four this year anyway, and he's kind of the glue guy. So that, I think that could be a definite possibility. Have your starting five of <coughs> Bohannon, CJ, Wheezy, Connor, and then. Uh, Garza. Garza. That's a lot of G's running around now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so I got – this is with Garza coming back. I got Pemzel and Nunji transferring if Garza comes back because then you got Ogundale or whatever his last name is and Garza that can man it. that. Yeah, pretty sure that's it. Okay, and then uh, like you said, Connor can play the stretch four. So my starting five would be Connor, Joe T, Frederick, Wheezy, and Garza. I think I, there's no way that Bohannon does not start when he comes back. I also don't think there's any way that Toussaint does start. Yeah, I, Bohannon has started like every single game of his Iowa career outside of like the games where he was injured this year. I do not foresee him not being a starter when he comes back into the lineup. But we also saw how kind of sluggish he was at the beginning of the year this year. He was injured the entire season. He had to have a second hip surgery. I'm just saying. He was was playing injured because he knew that he could play up to 10 games and then take his red shirt, and that's what he did. He was clearly not at full, like 100% at all this season, and that definitely contributed him to not being as sharp as we would have expected him to be. But he was also playing injured toward the end of the year last year. And 
he looked relatively fine. Yeah, he was coming off one hip surgery this season and then had to get a second one like in the middle of the season. That definitely contributed to him not being at 100. 100. Can you imagine if J-Bo comes off the bench, what a weapon that's going to be? Well, somebody's going to have to. Our either second unit going to be <laughs> J-Bo, Joe, Toussaint. That's... Oh, Gondole? Bohannon, if he has a good season, could go down as the best three-point shooter in Big Ten history. To have a guy like that potentially coming off the bench? (laughs) I mean, I think they'll do that for sure at the beginning of the season. I don't don't know how his recovery's been, but I'm assuming they're going to ease him into it. I don't. I, from what I've saw, I think it's like kind of ahead of schedule from what they were thinking. And plus, I mean, he's got he's got a longer time to recover from this surgery this year than he did last year because he waited until the end of the season after the NCAs when he was playing like 38 minutes a game, really kind of like just throwing his body completely on the line for the team. This year, he came in in like a limited capacity. Then he's gotten like half of the basketball season plus all of the off season to be able to recover and get back into his form. I think that we're gonna see a like newly refreshed and revitalized Jordan Bohannon that nobody in the Big Ten is gonna want to see on the court next season. All right, so let's say hypothetically, there's a ton of logistical issues with this, but seniors are granted uh, one more year. I think that if that happens. It would have to be they can get another year of eligibility, which I don't foresee happening because the NCAA sucks. But if they do, I think it would be with like the understanding that they don't get a scholarship back for that like additional senior season because like coaches recruit and they Iowa's already two scholarships over their allotment for next season, which I think is going to be taken care of by either somebody transferring or uh, that, Patrick and Connor just giving up their scholarships to somebody else because they really do not need it as their dad is the head coach. Um, but I think that if seniors were granted another year of eligibility, it would have to be without getting that scholarship back because then it totally would just throw off everything that – coaches have done for the recruiting throughout the entire NCAA, not just Iowa. Yeah, I just think that would be a nightmare for everyone to try to figure out. That would be more of a nightmare to figure out than moving the NCAA tournament. And honestly, it seems like the seniors Iowa had this year have taken it pretty well, like Creener and Till. Like Bakari. Bakari. They've handled handled it all pretty well, and I feel like they've moved on. Like I don't, If they were granted, I don't – I've been saying this. I don't think anybody comes back. I don't know what, why. I, I believe the understanding with Till was that he was not coming back regardless. I, like, he wasn't going to get yeah. a scholarship again next year, so he either could just, like, graduate and move on to, like, professional life outside of college, or he could grad transfer to, like, a smaller school and play there for a year. But I, I think it was always understood that Till was not going to come back for a fifth year. Yeah. I like but, to think that Creener would come back. I don't know why he wouldn't. If you could go to college another year, you just already play basketball. You, you already went through your senior night. You've already had the expectation, like you already had your mindset that my season was almost done, or my career was almost done already. Yeah, but you didn't get to play in the pinnacle of it all. He, I mean, it's true. Let's be real. This was the best chance of making it as far as they made it since he's been there until next year. Since he's been there. Oh, since he's been there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I just. I feel like at a certain point, like, I know I was ready to graduate college. Like, I had my job all lined up and all that stuff. That makes one of us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did not share that sentiment. No, don't get me wrong. I loved my college experience and loved St. Ambrose with all my heart. But there was to a point where I'm like, oh, making money is going to be a cool thing and, like, kind of being independent and on my own. You guys might not have the same train of thought, but. I mean, I well, mean, I felt that I was independent and on my own while I was in college anyway. Um, <clears throat> but at the <clears throat> at the same time. If I just didn't want to do anything on a Tuesday, I could just skip class and nothing happened. I cannot do that with my job. Well, yeah, I <laughs> well, mean, I've done it. <laughs> there, will be, there will be repercussions if I do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think if you pull most people, they would say that they would definitely go it, back for one more it, year. I, I will say that I was, I was very happy to be done with the school aspect of college by the time that I graduated. Oh, absolutely. Um, I for sure miss the social aspect of it just because, like, you were always, like, constantly surrounded by just, like, a bunch of your friends who had basically your whole days to kind of just dedicate to whatever you wanted to do. There were sporting events and just, like, going out. And everything was going on. And and nowadays it's it's much 
less like free going and it's much more structured like, like you have to do these this, guys have to didn't do have like the full <clears throat> range of motion as a normal college student though like the majority of their days were planned out from late summer through april they, they got around they, they, well yeah. yeah i mean i've seen them at the bars and stuff like that but i mean they have they had a regimented thing just like any of the rest of us they just had a little more like but it was it was basketball what they like to do right it's not like the, they weren't making a sacrifice to like be playing basketball outside of the fact that like they weren't able to hold like a regular job or like profit off their name and likeness, but they were still, for the most part, everybody on that team was getting their education paid for, and then like, and then they were they had the regular classes, and then they got to play basketball in front of tens of thousands of passionate, exciting fans, like. They were doing something that they loved in addition to be able to go to school. So I, I don't think that any of them would be like, I hated it so much that I would not want to come back for another year. Yeah. It would suck to go out like that. but Certainly, yeah. And it's almost certainly going to happen. They granted eligibility for the bait, like the for spring, spring sports, sports. because which, they didn't even yeah, start. They, they didn't even play their seasons. Uh, whereas college basketball did play all their season and just so happened coronavirus ruined the whole ending uh um i'd like to i don't know if we've if this has been said but i i will say this we are officially an anti-covid19 podcast and future pandemics yeah i can't speak on the rest of us either but i just want everybody to know you're not a doctor and uh just cool it with the oh this is a huge overreaction I don't disagree with that sentiment, but I also understand the prevention measures taken because if we don't prevent it, who says this just doesn't turn into like the flu, regular flu that kills people yearly eventually? It's really a lose-lose for for everybody in charge that's canceling all this stuff because here's what's going to happen. Either either it, it works and it doesn't spread around and all the Twitter doctors are going to be like, see, this was a huge overreaction, but the reason it didn't spread in the first place is because mm-hmm. we took these measures. Or it is going to spread and everybody's going to be sick. Here's, uh, I, yeah, I just, in, in general, the people that are on Twitter, like, either if they're like, no, you're so stupid, like, we have to do this and this and this because otherwise, I see a lot of people throwing around the term flatten the curve uh, as if they're, like, all of a sudden, like, epidemiologists or something. Um, and then there's also the people out there that are just, like, hammering, 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 like, this doesn't matter at all, like, just go along with your normal life, it'll pass. Either way, like, let's just listen to the people that actually have, like, medical degrees and have spent their careers, um, like, researching things like this and take their advice because there's nothing more irritating than everybody out there throwing their opinion as if it's fact and we should listen to them. It does, you, the majority of the population, you know, 95% of you out there that are just, like, claiming all these things and, like, know that your opinion is so right and everything, just shut up. Nobody cares what you have to think on this topic. Let's listen to the experts and do that. We don't need a bunch of armchair Twitter warriors out there telling us how to handle this pandemic. All right. I, he, we're doing the prevent. We're, we're starting to implement stuff like quarantine and whatnot. Go, if you're going to do it, don't fucking half-ass it. Go all the way. Like schools, like high schools and middle schools and elementary schools should be closed for a short while. So it absolutely, it affects younger populations as well as the older populations. Go full bore. Like make all businesses work from home at most possible if they can. Cancel schools. Like don't half ass it. God forbid cancel St. Patrick's Day because I saw crowds and crowds of people in Chicago and well, Davenport and like it was canceled in Chicago. Well, people still showed up. Well, yeah, because people are dumb. Yeah, but like if businesses shut down, they wouldn't have the option. So if you went full bore at it, and I understand it takes an economical issue into play as well, but like that's that's another thing too is the selfishness. Like people are like, "Oh, I I mean, I'm a young man. I can't, it can't hurt me." No, but you can still carry it and give it to your your grandpa or your grandma or your sick aunt or uncle. Yeah, like it's just such a selfish thing. Like, oh, poor you. You might have to stay in your house for two weeks. And like, yeah, I I understand Rudy Gobert, the player for the Jazz. He didn't start this fucking thing. But like, even during regular flu season, touching all the microphones and shit like that—that's just so ignorant. However, though, in a way, Rudy Gobert may be our savior because if he had he not tested positive for coronavirus. That game gets played. Presumably all this other stuff gets played. Everything got shut down as a reaction to, like, a professional athlete in the United States testing positive for this. If that doesn't happen to him, like, I bet you we're still playing. Like, Selection Sunday is probably taking place right now. Rudy Rudy Gobert is a scapegoat, but he's also the the savior. He's a martyr. (laughs) Shout out to the Thunder's team doctor. 
he was the one that canceled the game because of it. So, Thunder looking. Or they should name it, name it Rugo 27 instead no. of COVID-19. No. <laughs> that and GG Squared Arena. See, he tested positive, sure, but I feel somebody else would have tested positive in the next couple days. Donovan but, Mitchell. But the, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> The game had already been, would have already been played though, and Donovan Mitchell would have. Gave Didn't it a, a referee test positive for it as well? Well, a no, college she, ref. Oh, a college ref. I was. Yeah, I but I thought there was an NBA ref. No, well, yeah, the NBA it, ref she was, was doing a college game, right? No, she was officiating earlier, like a week and a half ago. She was officiating the game between the Jazz and the Raptors in Toronto, and then she was also refereeing a game the night they canceled the NBA in Sacramento between the Kings and Pelicans. So that game got canceled because of that, and. A whole underlying issue there, so I mean, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say on this. It's the worst. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, yeah. no, this is this is like, I, especially the day when everything started getting canceled. It was basically last Thursday, the day that Iowa was supposed to play their first Big Ten tournament game. That's pretty much when shit actually hit the fan in like the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, like A ten, basically every major conference and like major. Uh, American sport started canceling or postponing everything and during that day I was watching co- some coverage of it on like ESPN Fox Sports 1 and they were interviewing and like talking to the personalities they had out there and they'd ask them you know like have you ever seen anything like this in sports and a lot of them said you know it's kind of like an apples to oranges situation but the closest thing that I've ever seen was after 9-11 when everything got shut down but that was like for a week a week and a half and you knew that it was going to continue and, like, we would have to move on with life. Um, and that was obviously, like, it's not the same situation at all. But, like, with this, sports are just, like, canceled indefinitely. There is no way to know when they're going to come back. Like, it could be it could be two weeks or it could be a year before we get sports yeah. again, like, depending on how this goes. And it's just such a weird feeling to, to have no idea in the slightest when any of this is going to come back. What? Well- what, what were you saying? I was just saying, it just like gives you like a, a weird, different perspective on things. Like almost nothing that we do, like in this life, is like real or matters at all. Look, this tweet uh, by at Blondie Wasabi. <laughs> it's crazy how because of Corona, we can see, we can see how almost everything we do is a totally made up social construct that can be instantly stopped if we wanted to. LOL. They're they're really like, okay, guys, you don't have to pay those silly mortgages for a few weeks, but after everyone gets better, it's right back to business. I don't think anything has don't think anything has changed. Like bro, reality is really a game to rich people. It's so crazy, LMAO. And it's 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 it, seriously, like they can just be like, "All right, we'll we'll cut you some slack here for a couple weeks cuz this is just a thing we do anyway." Um so one final note before we wrap up here. Let's just for gambling wise cuz there's nothing else to gamble on. Uh set a date that we think it'll sports will be back by. Uh, well, for the one, uh, so let's go. Let's the, say MLB or NBA because those are the two seasons that are expected to start in the shortest time frame. Yeah, MLB like, or NBA, or I mean, well, those are the only two sports yeah. that are really going to start up here in the foreseeable future because, like, NBA's in the season, MLB season is supposed to start in two weeks. Like, NCAA, everything is canceled. Football isn't supposed to start until August. Like, those are really the two like sports that are going to come back within. Like the nearest term, yeah. So I would say those would be the two that we could gamble on. Alrighty, who would want to go first? May twelfth. May twelfth. May twelfth for Stin. Is this a uh, Price is Right rules? Like, yeah, you can't Closest go over. without going over. <laughs> yeah, you can't go over. Okay, I will go May eleventh, Papa. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Would you want to go May thirteenth instead of eleventh? No, no. No, because if it I mean, goes it, over, it's, it's a bust for him. I think, okay, well, I guess it's just... No, because if if it was... Well, Boy, we're yeah. dumb. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so. yeah, no, because if it is the 13th... Then I would... It, no, no, if, no, because he said 13th. If, yeah, no, he and said then, 11th. I'm just kidding, though. That wasn't my real... Oh, one. okay. Yeah, no, I got one. This is too difficult to figure All out. All right, Joey, go. Well, I got a couple of thoughts here. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I'm no doctor, but from what I've been hearing, it's moving pretty quickly like in italy i think earlier in the week they had fifteen thousand new cases one of the days and yesterday they had 15 or something like that i could be misinterpreting that but i also heard it's not supposed to it's not supposed to peak here until like mid-may or something like that um i would also say about italy they have um enacted like way way stricter like 
quarantine rules. Like, distancing things than like the United States. Like they've shut down like all restaurants, all businesses that aren't like a hospital or a pharmacy and have told people like you have to stay in your house. And right now the United States is basically like don't gather in groups of more than a thousand people. So like Italy and like even China before that went like full blown, you cannot do anything measures. And that's something that unless it gets to be like absolute crisis level in the United States that I just don't foresee happening. So I think that It'll take longer for it to get under control in the United States than it has in other areas of the world, just because I don't foresee us taking the same measures that they did, unless it gets to a point where that's the only option. So what's your answer, Joey? Does spring training count, or are we talking about a real game? I'm talking about real game. Real game. Opening day. All right. I'll go May 4th. May the 4th be with you. So you said... So I've really narrowed my gap on winning here. Right, um, but also, in, in your like run-up to you giving your answer, didn't you say you saw things where like, it's not expected to peak in the United States until mid-May, and then you chose a date that's before mid-May? I'm hopeful, though. I, I, <laughs> I'm going based off what I want. Um, okay, I'm going the day after Memorial Day, May 26th. God, that's a long oh, time. You know I know. Over but months. honestly, I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets into July where it starts affecting... like. Spring uh, training camp for f- football. So, here's what I'm saying. Let me know if you think this is a bad idea. It's kind of an ignorant idea, but <laughs> everybody that's of perfect health, that's under the age of 50, sounds like a bad idea. And everybody over the age of, it affects young children, right? Uh, yeah, not so much. Or is it only vulnerable it, young children? Like, yeah, whatever. Well, everybody between the ages of five and maybe like 50. Should just go live their normal lives and everybody else stay in and avoid contact with those people for two weeks and just let it run through all the healthy people because then it, it runs its course and we can't transmit it anymore. I don't know. I, Isn't that kind I, of what we're doing now anyway? I, I don't know. Like I said, uh, just before in the segment, I ranted about how uh, I don't care about uneducated people giving their opinions on this. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not really going to try and tell you that that's right or wrong or not. Um, I prefaced it that it was ignorant. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Any you, final thoughts? You bored of us, Luke? Well, I mean, it's been going on here for a little while now. We're at like 48 minutes. Well, we haven't, we haven't talked to everybody in a while. I know. But... It's true. It's been a while since we had the gang together. Yeah, but um, we need to save some minute. more talk for, God forbid, if we have go another couple weeks without sports here. Yeah, well, I'm sure we can find something to talk about. Maybe. I don't know. Mm, Coin collecting. Optimistic. Bird watching. Yeah, I'd Those rather, are both no. interesting topics. I planted some seeds the other day. I'm growing jalapenos, habaneros, and banana peppers. How'd those go last year, Joey? They went well until I went on vacation and didn't have anybody water them. And they died. They got torched. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, I still yielded some fruit. <laughs> All righty. Anything else? Um, the NFL ratified. Oh, actually, this is more on point than that. Uh, Marshall Yanda announced his oh, retirement yeah. from the NFL the other day. Um, all-time great Hawkeye, gonna go down as a Hall of Famer in the NFL. All-time great Iowa lineman. First ballot. Yeah. He's the, um, is he the best of all time? Goat of Iowa offensive lineman. Absolutely. I don't think it's even close. Yeah. When you when you put together his uh, Iowa career and his professional career. He only gave up like 16 sacks in his entire NFL career, which and is absurd. And he played for 13 years. He played for 13 years. seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, eight Pro Bowls, two All-Pros, and Two first-team All-Pros. You're sure? He got like four or five like second-team All-Pros. Well, yeah. Joe Thomas gets all the shine because he didn't miss any games, but... I have a feeling... Yonda got rolled up on and like broke his ankle or something like a preseason game like two years ago, didn't he? Yeah. By the way, Joe Thomas is fit now. All right, we're it's not. It's crazy how offensive linemen can do that. Like when they're playing in the NFL or college, like you have to stay at three twenty, but you're you're still like fit and athletic. But then, like as soon as they don't have to be consuming like ten thousand calories a day to keep their weight, they can drop like sixty pounds in two months. Hey, well, we could do a bet on this too, since we don't have sports to bet on. All right, all right. What is Marshall Yanda's weight? His. Right now, we're yeah. doing the bet. Well, it's no, probably no, 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 it's probably no, no. just no, going to give us play. Figure out, weight. We're going to figure out his weight now, and then. See how long it takes him to get to a certain weight. Well, we're not going to necessarily get that like information though. So. All right, we'll, we'll go. So he's three fifteen. So we can we can roughly estimate. All right, we'll, we'll, I'll look up. I guess we don't know what Joe Thomas weighs. So how long do you think it'll be before he is under two seventy five? I feel like we'd probably be able to tell that. You said three fifteen was his playing weight. Uh-huh. Probably middle July. Like. 
that's 40 pounds in four months. I think that he could do it faster than that. I'll say like two and a half months. Before or after sports comes back? <laughs> <laughs> after sports comes back. I'll say June 1. Is that three months? April, May, June? Two and a half? So that's pretty much what I said. All righty. We ready? Ooh, um, last night I went bowling. <laughs> And Luke and Joey and Space Cowboy. I didn't bet against you. I didn't bet on anybody. Okay, well, anyway, uh, they were being degenerates and have nothing better to bet on. So my family went bowling last night, um, and they took bets on who was going to win in my family. And it was me. Nobody betted on me. I'm kind of upset about that, but it's okay. I had a new career high with a 187. I roll it straight down the lane. None of that hook fuss, so that was, uh, that was pretty good for me. <laughs> I see. I had my money on Paul because I figure he's an empty nester now. He doesn't have anything to do, so he's probably been practicing bowling. And all the kids were finally home for a weekend, and he's like, "I'm gonna show them." He brought. He busted out his old bowling ball. See, that he, so he has. Been <laughs> <practicing>. <laughs> no, he said that's the first time it's been out in like four years. Okay, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he sucked the second game. All righty, guys. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. A long ways to go before Iowa sports are back, but uh, we'll keep pumping out some podcasts every now and then. Uh, Thanks for listening. And as always, go Hawks. Follow us on Twitter. JoeMama2196. Myers Austin. Myers underscore Luke. And the shows is go underscore Hawks Iowa. Thanks, guys. Uh Uh-oh. Joey's got something here. Make it quick. Hold on. Hold on. Three. All right. Go Hawks.